Hey, Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins. And I'm Paul Hankins. And welcome to On the Air with Power hey. Squared. Uh, this week we have a special guest, uh, John yeah. Barber, the editor-in-chief at IDW, and his yeah. son uh, are joining us. <laughs> so we have some questions for your son. Um, no. <laughs> get him mic'd up. <laughs> uh, so we always like to say how we met uh, whoever we've actually met the person uh, that we've had on the show. Uh, we actually met you uh, about a, I want to say it was about a decade ago at a BotCon in wow. Pasadena. And I don't, okay. I'm sure you don't remember that because we were probably one of a million people that went through there. Uh, but you you uh, signed something for I think for Trevor and then you uh, it was like a poster and you wrapped the poster in a tube and then you went over and oh, sold yeah. it to us and we're like wow this guy does everything. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I remember that convention I mean I definitely I mean I, I remember you guys from all the conventions I couldn't I wouldn't have been able to pick which one it was but I definitely I, remember. I, that I remember it was a BotCon and then there was. Yep. Uh, we kept uh, running into you at conventions and actually never introduced yeah. ourselves. And we, I remember there was one point where we thought, well, you walked, we were at uh, uh, Comic-Con on the far end, on the second floor, trying to have lunch in the hallway. And you walked by, we were thinking, we looked over and saw us, and we were thinking, he must be thinking, oh God, where are these people always around? <laughs> you didn't say anything, it was fine. But we, oh. we did introduce ourselves later, and then we told you we were doing a comic book, so it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe it's been that long, but you're right, that adds up. Yeah. But it's okay. Um, so. Um, I'm a light truck. I'm a light truck. That's fire truck. That's good. Um, So we actually, uh, you were actually very nice. You actually supported the Kickstarter for Power Squared uh, when we did one. And uh, I guess what we want to ask you, kind of your thoughts about our our comic book, which please be nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a reverse, uh, uh, I don't know, it's one of those shows, yeah, uh, uh, all right, now, uh, no, I, re- I, I, I love it, I mean, I think this, this series has gotten, I don't know, I, I mean this in the best way, like, like I, I love how much better it is now than when it started, and it yeah. wasn't like I didn't like it when it started, That's fire truck, fire truck again, <laughs> uh, but but to see to see you all working on it, and I mean, to know you, I mean, cause I, that comic came in, it it seemed a few years into when, you know, when, when we'd known each other and then it, it was awesome to see like, Oh, you got, you guys putting this thing together and, 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 you know, making something and, and then continuing to make it, you know what I mean? Like, like, like either one of those things is, is always something that like, Oh, somebody's just going to stop. I mean, I've seen it uh, you know, a million times and then, no, nope, you actually did it. And then no, nope, you, you're, you're still doing it. And then now, you know, putting the, the podcast and I read the emails every week, you know, and I'm, oh, I'm, uh, you. <laughs> you know I check the, the newsletters, see what's up. And, uh, um, it's been great. And, and, uh, no, I mean, I think the comic is like super fun. Um, I remember when you, you changed artists at one point, right? Uh, after issue like, five. Yeah. 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 Okay. That was a while back now, wasn't it? Yeah. We're, we're, uh, we've, yeah. We've, we've put out 10, Eleven's uh, coming out soon, and we're working on eighteen yeah. at the moment, so <laughs> we're a little behind. Well, you're working on eighteen? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, we don't know when to stop. It's wrong. <laughs> no, that's pretty far ahead too. That's yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, yeah. I, mean, I think it's. Like I said, I think it's only gotten better. I mean, I, I'm. Uh, 
like I warned you, I'm fried, and it's Friday. It's oh, yeah. six o'clock on Friday, and I'm not going to be able to give you too many story specifics. <laughs> but I, I've actually, I, I still actually have uh, uh, on my desktop on my computer here. I remember you gave me digital copies of the issues, and I actually still have a Power Squared folder on my uh, on my desktop of my work <laughs> computer. And it's so it's I think it's only got like the first like six. It probably only has like the first five or six issues. Yeah. Uh, but like like that was a long time ago. But. Uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, man, I'm impressed with you guys. It's been, we yeah, I really we, am. We think it got better with we got a new artist, and we think that helped a lot. And that was a little more closer to the vision we had. And I think our writing's yeah. gotten a little better. And yeah, so we're well, we do. Yeah, that's one. No, that's one of those things. That, like you, yeah, I don't know what the right way to say it is. Like you know, like you you almost, you, you don't see it when you're doing it, maybe, but like you do from the outside, like. You know, everything you learn, even if you don't think about, oh, this is what I learned in this issue, but everything you learn, especially seeing it come through an artist and everything, like I can see you guys pulling that together and like, you know, like like genuinely getting better, but like not, again, not not to insult the old issues or even the old artists, but just like, like you guys building on, on all of it. I, I, like, I hate to be like, just like talking about the qualitative parts of it instead of like what the story is actually about. But like, let's think about this the other day that like most of what I used to, most of what I still read comics for is because I love comics. So like I just read about the, you know, I get so much, you know, I get pleasure out of that, of, like watching the comics parts of it work. And uh, that's what I do. I don't know. That's what I like about Power Squares. Powered. Yeah. Sorry. That's Keith. Right. Powered Squared. Yeah. Power Squared. Yeah. Power Squared. Yeah, I know. I know. The it's, a, it's literally in front of me. Like I'm not even remembering <laughs> it. I'm just not being able to say it. Uh, so, um, thank you. And let's, so let's start with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, so where I got, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was born in New Jersey. Um, uh, yes. When I was in, oh, my dad was in the, uh, uh, in the Navy, but he was from, uh, Jack, please. He was from, uh, he was from Chicago. So I lived out like in the Chicago area until, uh, I was like eight. Then we moved to California, and I grew up in Anaheim, which school in San Diego. Moved to London for a little bit. Lived in New York for about eight years, and then came back to San Diego, and that's where I am now. Um, I was always super into comics, and then um, somewhere in there, I you know sort of like we I self published some stuff, and then you know, like did, did some you know mini comics and stuff, and then when kind of when web comics started getting bigger or started blowing up, not getting bigger, but like started becoming a thing that you could really do. Um, I jumped onto that. I, I read Scott McCloud, the comic like theorist wrote a book called um, reinventing comics. And it's like, certainly not as good as understanding comics. It's not as like, it certainly isn't as relevant now. I mean, I'm sure it's like an art, like a, it's this thing from like, you know, whatever, more than 20 years ago now. But for me, that was, a, I mean, it literally changed my life. I was like reading this and I was like, oh, there's something to this internet. You can do these comics on here. So, uh, uh, so I started doing that and then um, uh, went back to, to grad school for design stuff. And then when I got out, I, um, I was like, just, I was working temp jobs and stuff. And then I, I applied, uh, we moved out to New York because my wife's a scientist. So she was going to Columbia um, for grad school. And I was just working, you know, at a, a, a temp job somewhere. And um, I got a call from Bill Jemis, who was the president at the time, the president of Marvel. And I literally, 
didn't remember ever sending in a resume there and i had to like look on my computer at home just because i thought my friends were messing with me you know what i mean like i thought it was just somebody <laughs> calling and pretending to be like it. but yeah. I, I was polite on the phone but yeah. i really didn't think it was real <laughs> um and i found this like, cover letter on my, on my computer and i was like oh i did apply for a job um so uh, uh after a quick i think it was like four months of interviewing i got a job at marvel uh, as an assistant editor i was there for like five years and was an editor by the end of that um, then I left to start writing. Um, somewhere in there is where I, uh, 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 my friend from Marvel, Andy Schmidt, was the editor uh, of Transformers stuff at IDW. And he remembered from the time that I was at Marvel, somebody else was editing the Avengers versus Transformers comic. And he remembered that I like walked past that person's com computer or walked past or I walked by their desk and I looked on their computer and I was like, oh, you have you have ratchet labeled prowl and prowl labeled ratchet you know you need, you need you, know, you should fix that and andy remembered that like he remembered that i knew the transformers like that well <laughs> um so uh uh he, he like he um he asked me to pitch for a transformers movie tie-in i got the job and then i eventually i did a couple more things got hired to write an ongoing but then andy quit then he asked if I'd wanted to, if I would be interested in applying for the job at IDW, um, which I did, and I got that job. Moved back out to San Diego. I left there after a little bit less than five years, and then it was just freelance writing stuff for two years, and then came back almost exactly three years ago as editor in chief. So that's kind of my huh. that's kind of my life story there, I guess. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, so uh, when you were at Marvel, you were editing um, Wolverine. Yeah, at the end, that was my, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I started off doing like some of the kids' comics. Um, and I got to work on, I mean, I got to work on a lot of cool stuff. I did the uh, first Stephen King Dark Tower comic, um, Marvel Zombies. Uh, but then Wolverine was like my main thing for the last, I don't know, a couple of years. Um, like it was like, or it was uh, like Old Man Logan era. Um, like, or, early jason aaron axel alonzo edited the first jason aaron stuff uh, and most of his stuff kind of came out after um after me but uh, like around that time is there uh one that you wish you had worked on while you were there besides obviously the transformers <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah, that was funny. Yeah, no, it was, that was actually Andy really wanted to edit. He, Andy really wanted to edit that Transformers comic because he thought that was going to be the only chance he'd ever have to edit Transformers. Um, but he didn't. He didn't edit it, and then he wound up doing it later. Um, stuff I really wanted to edit. I don't know. I was. I mean, Wolverine. You know, like, X Men was really. I mean, like when I was a kid, like that was kind of my favorite stuff. Um, so getting to work on that, I got to work on like Ultimate. Um, there are a couple times where I, like, I, I kind of came onto the ultimate line as it was, I mean, we did some great stuff during that time. Okay, Jack. Uh, we did some great stuff during that time, but it was still like the line was kind of in a decline, you know, like, like it was, um, like, I, 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 I put some of that stuff up there with the best comics, you know, you're going to find. But like right when that line launched, it was like so big and so, so cool. I don't know if anybody remembers it, but it was like, or anybody listening to this remembers it, but it was a uh, kind of like a reboot of the Marvel universe. Um, and a really, I think a lot of it kind of wound up influencing the movies and stuff. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit of regret that like it would have been cooler to be there like kind of during the birth of some of that stuff or the heyday of it. But I still feel like I got to work on so many cool comics that and work with so many like talented and really great creators. Um, and that was really the thing I liked the most is Jack's trucks. 
the okay. thing that I like the most. No, the thing I, <laughs> does, he, does he have transformers that change? You know, <laughs> uh, we we now we're still very much on the regular truck oh, stage. We'll work our way into the ones that turn into other things. Um, yeah. But uh, no, my favorite thing was really getting to bring in like new um, new new creators and you know new writers, new artists and stuff. So that was uh, and, and and work with like, existing great ones, but. Um, no, I, I feel like I did all right with that. So I didn't, no, no big regrets. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, there's a bunch of Marvel characters I love that I'd love to have a chance to do something with someday. But... Uh, so, had had you been? Uh, did you go to school to be a writer, or did you just decide you wanted to do that? Or decide no, you could do well, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was always. You know, it's funny when I was a kid like as soon as i kind of got out of the dream of like wanting to be like a rock star or an astronaut or something uh without actually having any musical talent right, whatsoever yeah. or you know you wanting that, to no. yeah or wanting to join the air force or something you know like none of that stuff um like i remember like i really wanted to be a writer like i remember that being like a thing my fifth grade teacher made a joke about uh but i was really into comics that was my whole thing so when i went into school i was studying studio art um so it was like uh you know it's all, all like art stuff um it, but i i left i left college after two years and then i came back like a year later like i realized i'd made a mistake and I, I wanted to be back in school um but when i came back i i'd taken a lot of the art classes um so it was a lot it, it, there weren't really comic classes at that point right. i was at ucsd yeah uh, in san diego uh there weren't really comics classes but there you know so i took, took like film classes stuff like that when i came back i took an english literature minor um but then i, I went to grad school for graphic design so I really, uh, you know, I really come at it for more of the visual, um, the visual storytelling kind of angle of stuff. So when you were doing your web comic, were you drawing it too? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. I, I, yeah, I did some stuff where, like, you know, I had some, you know, a lot of friends. We'd trade off, you know, like I'd draw their comic and they'd draw mine, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it really wasn't until I was at Marvel. I think it was like some Adam Kubert pages, I think, that I was looking at, and I just remember looking at him and thinking. Like one, I'm never going to be this good. But two, I'm never going to want to sit there and draw that many windows on buildings. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, do you still draw now? Or are you? No, I mean, you know, it's funny because I when I left IDW, I um, I bought I bought like a big thing of paper. I bought a a. a, a pack of micron pens i bought some pencils bought some erasers and they're still sitting in my office you know five years later and and i was i was like honestly literally thinking about that last night i was like uh you know i really should i, I you know like so i at the end of like right around when i left idw before I'd, I'd been working with tom scioli on um well i say working with I'd been writing Tom Scioli's coattails on on Transformers GI Joe. Like he'd been, he was doing everything. I was barely involved. I mean, I was. I like to think I contributed something to it, but that was all Tom. Um, but I remember him encouraging or him saying, saying to me like, yeah, Yo, you know, people should just go. You know, people should go draw comics, even if they're writers. Doesn't matter if it's good. Just go do it because you're going to think about the comics differently. And I was like, yeah, definitely. You know, he's right. It's been so long since I've sat down and drawn stuff, but. Um, but yeah, no, no, I, I really, I really kind of have it for a long time. But it is something I think about every, every once in a while. It's not like a, it's not a great longing, you know. I mean, like I'm much happier. I was much happier writing stuff right. than I think I ever was drawing. Um, even when I, 
even when I spent hours and hours every night drawing, you know, like it, it isn't like a, it isn't some great regret, but it is like, a, you know, I should do it again just to kind of get, you know, I'm not that good, but I can get back into the, uh, into the habit. It's We're, probably good though that you come, you, you have, truck. <laughs> you bring a visual understanding or, you know, with you to your writing and I assume your editing as well. What? Yeah, I hope so. No, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's like, I hope so. Yeah, no, I mean, that is like, that is, I, I know I'm not the best at any of the things I've done, but I have done like a little bit of everything. So at least I know when I'm asking somebody something, I know what I'm asking. And other people bring other skill set. That isn't the skill set you have to have to do stuff, but that's that's the one I have. <laughs> well, no, but that's kind of a nice, you know, you can do both in a way. What did you work on in the two years you left between IDW? Between Marvel and IDW or between no, IDW and IDW? IDW. Well, oh yeah, uh, either one. But I was I was going yeah. to ask you about the the difference between IDW gigs. Yeah, uh, that's what I was. Uh, I was writing a ton of Transformers at that point. Um, you know, I was. I was, uh, I was uh, thank you. At that point, I was. Uh, um, yeah, I, I was full time writing. Um, so uh, I, I was doing uh, uh, the Optimus Prime series. Um, <laughs> Back to the Future. Uh -huh. uh, uh, where else? I, I was doing some. Um, I, I did. I was doing some like rewrites on screenplays for stuff, like uh, some animated stuff that I don't. I don't think ever was wound up getting get it, getting made. Uh, live action thing. I was kind of. I kind of uh, was working with a producer on some of that stuff. We did, we did a. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like a. I don't even know how to describe it. We did a series of rooms about Transformers. Um, it was like a like a interactive like you walk into it. It was a, a you know, things that kind of happen to you and stuff. Like there's a shield kind of one of them in uh, Treasure Island in Las Vegas, and uh, for for Marvel like a Marvel Shield one. So it was the same company and they were they were got the Transformers license and they were doing this Transformers thing, and we. Uh, I remember that was supposed to be like a couple months gig and then it turned into like a couple years. Um, but it was pretty, you know, it was, it was pretty fun. It kept being pretty interesting, but it was, uh, you know, like I remember at one point calling Margaret Scott and being like, Hey, remember that thing? You know, you, I think you, you, she was the one that got me involved in it originally. And I was like, Hey, remember that thing you told me about, you know, that this was supposed to wrap up last year. It's all done. And literally while I was on the phone with her, I got a message from the producer being like, okay, uh, the budget changed. We have to go back to square one. Uh, <laughs> we have to start over. Uh, and then the best part, uh, it's also not going to be in Las Vegas. It's going to be in Chongqing, China, uh, <laughs> which it is, or it was. Yeah. I don't know. If, I'm not sure if it's open. I mean, post COVID, I don't know what's open, but like it, it, it was open, you know, at least a, a year or two ago. Huh. Um, the funniest thing about that, and you'll like this, I think, because you're Transformers fans, uh, they got all the original Transformers voice actors to come in and read the script right so it's like peter cullen reading optimus prime and you know every, everybody like reading the script that i wrote and like him being like, i guess like he, the, the, my producer friend was telling me like um you know some of the lines it was like oh john you know he's like optimus prime wouldn't say that he fixed it you know and I, I was like yeah i take no offense to that it's peter yeah. cullen he knows what optimus <laughs> prime is gonna say that's great but they recorded all of it with all the actors recorded it a second time when the whole thing changed and then re-recorded it in Chinese because that's what actually plays in China. Wow. So, but they, they wanted to, they wanted to do the recording based on the audio from the original Transformers voice actors, even though it wasn't going to be in English in, in, right. in, in reality. So uh, that was, I just think that's funny. There's a somewhere out there an audio of uh, all those people reading this stuff. Anyway, 
a bunch of random stuff like that. Wrote oh. some Spider-Man issues, a bunch of comic books. Um, you you're, I mean, you're still being, some of your stuff is still being published by IDW. Oh yeah. 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 A lot yeah. of, I mean, yeah, I don't, I mean, I left IDW under good circumstances. I was right. friends with everybody and stayed, you know, stayed in touch. I, we did signings in the gallery at the IDW offices a bunch. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I was, I was friends with everybody. Okay. What, what brought you back besides being editor in chief? I mean, was it, was that the offer that brought you back or? Yeah, it really, it kind of was like, I was doing, you know, I was doing okay. Um, um trans i was doing okay with with this little asterisk that transformers was winding down right like the transformers run that you know, james and i and Nergrid were doing uh you know now alex, alex milne and andrew griffith and everybody um we knew that was going to end with unicron we knew it was going to get you know rebooted into a new series um so there was a you know there was an end date on it uh the trend the back to the future series ended also you know that I, i'd worked with, with uh, bob gale on that so it was like a couple of things that I was, that were my regular gigs were, were going away. And I knew that was coming. Um, but there's still other stuff, you know, but it, it was um, uh, David Hedgecock, who was the associate publisher, like took me out to lunch uh, one, one day and he ostensibly wanted to talk to me about like some writing opportunities. But then somewhere in there, he was like, also, you know, <laughs> uh, because uh, um, Chris Ryle, who was a longtime editor in chief had just left to go to, um, skybound um and i don't know there's something titles of jobs don't really matter that much to me but the title of editor-in-chief always kind of did you know there's always something to it of me growing up like a marvel fan and then you know at marvel with you know joe casada you know it was, it was the editor-in-chief when i was right. there there's something about the title or the legacy of it that kind of had some you know a little bit of meaning to me but also kind of thinking you know, it'd be a chance to kind of work with a lot of different people on a lot of different, you know, um, a lot of different things and, you know, maybe do some good. And, and um, you know, it, it, I mean, it turned out to be a pretty wild couple of years that I picked to come to come here on. Uh, definitely. Um, you know, I don't know that uh, I don't know that 13 months ago I would have envisioned the past 12 months, you know, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody thought that was really ever happened. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. Okay, you have some questions you want to ask? Uh, yeah, um, on the subject of uh, Transformers, uh, how do you, uh, how would, how do you coordinate continuity with something that expansive? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, um, yeah, I also, like, I, I mean, I sort of got a reputation for knowing a lot of the continuity stuff. And I, you know, I mean, I do, like, I, I like I did a lot of research and stuff when I, when it, in the specific IDW continuity when I started, and, you know, I was like Transformers. Um, honestly, I relied a lot on the TF Wiki. And sometimes <laughs> I would even rely on the TF Wiki on comics I wrote. And it was frustrating at the end. Because we were writing so much stuff so so fast to try to you know as we were ending the thing that there were like too many issues that didn't get put up on the wiki yet that I'd written that I was like <laughs> oh man I'm gonna have to go back and remember what I did two issues ago um, or you know <laughs> um, I mean like like it, it's silly but you're right there's so many characters and it's like you know it's not like I wasn't paying attention you know, obviously I was I cared a whole lot about the stuff I was writing but like 
I'm going to forget where this one character is. And it's like kind of so much easier is to open up the browser and type their name in and, and somebody <laughs> tell you this is where you left them two issues ago. Um, then to be like, you know, um, so there's a lot of that. I mean, James and I used to, you know, when, when it was James Roberts and I working on stuff and then, you know, when it was Margaret and I work on stuff too, uh, or Margaret and James and I, um, and Nick Roach and everybody else. Sorry, I'm always going to leave somebody out. You know, like, like yeah. it, was, it was it was key. I don't mean to. We're not keeping but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like w w when we launched, James and I were launching it at the same time. So we were definitely even before I was an editor. We we just get on the um, uh, we just get on uh, uh, Skype. You know, at, at that point and and talk, uh, you know, for hours sometimes. Just kind of like here's this here's the things we were, we were planning on doing and like you know we'd find these like synchronicities about. Oh, you're you wanted to have a bar in it. Well, I was going to have a bar in it too. Maybe you know, there's some kind of thing we can try to do that kind of syncs up with that stuff. Um, so there's always a lot of that. Like I was, what worked, you know, for a lot of it was that I was editing the stuff. I was editing like more than meets the eye and, and um, uh, the Windblade stuff that like uh, 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 Marigold was writing and the James were writing and Wreckers when 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 Nick was working on it. Um, and then I was writing my own comic and or I was writing the, I was writing the comic I was writing. I mean, and then, uh, and Carlos Guzman was the editor on it. Um, when I left IDW, obviously I lost that part of it where I was like reading everything because I was editing it. Um, but you know, it's kind of try to keep in touch and, and keep track of it. And then, and Carlos would you know, be a big help. And then when he left and uh, David Marriott came on, like he is legitimately an encyclopedia of transformer stuff. Um, no joke like we were uh we, they just announced the shattered glass um comic that we're that, that we're doing and we were talking with the hasbro people and we were asking like what the designs were and i don't remember what point but like david pulled out oh it's based on these toys you know like he knew the which <laughs> model of toys they were based on so like oh yeah we know we don't need, we don't need reference i know what those look like i can get the reference to the people and i'm just like like that is way beyond me but like uh, yeah david's a <laughs> David's an encyclopedia of that stuff. So I definitely rely on David you know, or would rely on David on, on that stuff. Uh, um, you know, cause he, he was really, really good at it, but you know, I mean, I tried, I tried my best to just keep tabs on everything and, and, um, you know, make a lot of notes, <laughs> make a lot of notes. Um, and, and TF wiki. Thank you. TF wiki. Thank you everybody at TF wiki. You know, on the, on the wiki, you're, they refer to you as God's gift to continuity. <laughs> Yeah, a little picture of you. I'm God's gift to come. So. So I'm sure you're aware of that. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so this is uh, it's the 35th anniversary of Transformers the movie and the 25th anniversary of Beast Wars, which just got its own comic book. Uh, is there anything you wanted to say about the Beast Wars comic, like how it came together, or anything else people wouldn't know about it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I. Um, I mean, the thing I really think is like really cool about Beast Wars and about like Transformers is that, like, B Beast Wars is like the real thing to the, everybody that grew up with Beast Wars. You know what I mean? Like, like, like usually there's something where it's like, uh, here's the main thing, and then there's like you know things that are like maybe not as good with it. But Transformers over the years has had a bunch of them where it's like, no, 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 this is the thing that was like the real thing that made you you know grow made people a fan yeah. um and you know like I, I like i mean I, I definitely remember the beast war stuff coming out but i was a little older i was in i, I was in college i think when it, when it was coming out or you know like around that age maybe late high school but like i i um 
yeah, I remember. I mean, just being a, it being an early CG cartoon, you know, being so amazing. But it wasn't. But like, that's kind of the level I was looking at it at. But I know so many people who work on Transformers, um, and who obviously the fans were like, that was that was the thing. You know, that was the thing they really wanted. Uh, so that was that was what I was like. I was excited to, you know, make make sure we're not just holding on to like my childhood and like like you know like some nostalgia for like my childhood. It's like everybody else's too. And there's like. Even that's probably, you know, you know, they're the same. There are people who are going to say the same thing about Transformers Animated or, um, uh, I mean, really anything. But I feel like that was another big one of like a lot of people. That was the thing that got them into it. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it, was, uh, it was something we've talked about doing a lot. And the anniversary kind of presented a good a good chance to do it. Um, and to kind of do right, you know, with the characters, you know, and, and kind of try to do, um, I mean, in a way, like what I was talking about with the ultimate thing where, where it was like, take everything that worked, you know, or try to take everything that works with Beast Wars and make a comic that's as good as if you grew up with Beast Wars, make a good that try to make a comic that's as good as you remember it, you know, it's as good as all the best parts about it. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, add some new stuff to it, throw some twists in, but without like trying to betray the, the core concept of what it is, you know, like, I feel like a lot of this stuff, it's almost like um, adapting Shakespeare, you know what I mean? You can change the <laughs> settings a little bit, yeah. you know, you, 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 you could do it all in modern dress or you could, you know, you can change some of the character stuff, but there's certain core things that you have to have in there or it's not Hamlet or it's not Richard the third or something, you know? Um, and, and I mean, that's that's not overly serious about it, but like, but you do, you know, <laughs> you don't you don't want to you know betray that stuff. And and again, like David, this is one that uh, David's editing it, David Marriott's editing it, and he, like, he is one of those guys that grew up with Beast Wars, you know, like like he 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 knows this stuff. He, that that was just one of the ones that was I think a real key thing for him. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That was, that was something that uh, uh, Eric Burnham came up you know i think you know he did such a great job on the ghostbuster series he uh actually just recorded a video talking about his uh, new godzilla series that's coming up mm -hmm. um you know he's, he's super talented and he just has this ability to you know infuse characters with a lot of personality in a, um, a very concise way and then uh i mean josh bertram drawing it like uh, josh is terrific and it gives such a different look to it um, I hope everybody responds to it because I really, you know, I always like Josh's stuff. I like, you know, working with them and, and I like seeing it on Beast Wars. I just think it's it's fun and different and gives a whole personality to the Beast Wars comic that's, you know, that's, that's hopefully unique to um, to Beast Wars uh, to, or to, to the comic. I mean, to Beast Wars, the comic um, against anything else we're doing. So, I don't know. Uh, what was it? Well, I have the opportunity to ask this uh this year is also the uh 20th anniversary of the uh 2001 cartoon uh 2001 robots in disguise also known as car robots and yeah. so as uh are you aware of anything relate that's in the pipeline related to car robots or huh. i don't know i mean we'll probably i mean Knowing us, we'll probably have some like references to stuff and things, but I don't like. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I know. Sorry, no, no, we really. Like, I don't mean. Sorry, I was trying to think if there's anything I can really say. Um, we, we really don't like. I, I, I don't know. That that's going to be. I don't know. If that's going to 
this is going to be the, the year that blows that out, you know, like no, and it's no, no disrespect to it. Right. I mean, everybody knows I've pulled some stuff from there myself uh, yeah. uh, uh, over the years. Um, uh, that it's actually worth, I, I actually didn't um, piece together the math to be honest. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think maybe there is something we ought to do. Some kind of a little, uh, little piece that maybe you can try to slip in before the end of the year. Oh God! He's turned on the piano. It's <laughs> crazy. Uh, yeah, the, the the electric piano. <laughs> um, I don't know if that gets. I don't know if the microphone's picking that up. Is it? We can hear it a little bit. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a soundtrack. It's a soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Eclectic, um, experimental. Yeah. 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 It's a little John Cage over there. <laughs> um, uh but anyway <laughs> yeah yeah um uh but uh, uh I, w I wouldn't write it off but i don't think i don't think we're gonna I, I, this is, there's not a there's not gonna be a huge robots in disguise series right. like there like there was in beast wars i, I not to figure throw water on anybody <laughs> yeah <Sorry. laughs> yeah just thought i'd ask yeah no uh, no no good, actually super good question uh do you have a favorite transformers character that you've written or in general yeah, I mean, Prowl was always my favorite. I mean, he was the first Transformer I got. Uh, I got. Oh, well, I actually got him and Cliff Jumper the same day. My grandma got him for me at a Toys R Us in uh, San Pedro. Um, and uh, I, I always liked the, you know, the the the. I don't know. I was an adult before I realized he wasn't one of the main characters in Transformers <laughs> in most of the medium in most of the media, you know. Um, because some of the stuff he was, you know, and that was enough to kind of make, make me think that, like, he, you know, he, 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 was, he was big. And I remember, you know, it was like, oh, isn't everybody is affected when he gets blown away in the beginning of the movie? Um, uh, so he, he was always um, one of my favorites. And I thought, you know, the, the characterization of him in the IDW universe prior to me, I thought was one of the, you know, more interesting. Sorry, there, there were kind of a number of takes on him that I thought in my head added up to a really interesting character, you know, that, that, you know, I, I like what Mike Costa did. I love what Nick Roach did, you know, and, and kind of, you know, and, and, and with um, the pieces of James, you know, brought into it and everything. So um, uh, kind of trying to play with, with, you know, with that character, like that, that was always one of my favorites. RC became like absolutely one of my favorite characters to write. Um, and, you know, I just, I, I, I thought, I don't know. There's something about, her character I, I just really i don't know I, I really enjoyed writing it and kind of seeing the journey that she was on um in, in the stories that i that i got to work on um and starscream was another one i mean i think that was i remember when i was first pitching on the series um like i had starscream kind of in that role and andy schmidt like really crystallized it in this note that he gave me of like well, what a starscream you know and he's trying to get into all the politics stuff what if he's really good at it <laughs> and and um you know and I, I was like yeah that is i mean that is what i mean that, that yeah it's what works like that's what makes it work it's like he's not the failed second guy this is it's like oh the world finally changed and this is his opportunity and this is where he's gonna have the chance to do it and then you know, again it's kind of seeing that kind of grow up and kind of or grow out and uh, see that see what merger did with him and and where where he moved in and um in that series and i do feel like that's one of the ones that I feel like when you see Starscream in other media now, 
like I think we made a real impact on the way he, that character works in Transformers lore. You know, me, me and Marigrid and 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 Sarah uh, Peter Drosher and Andrew Griffith. You know, and, and everybody that worked on the visual parts of it. You know, because a lot of it was the acting of the character too. But like, I, I, I maybe maybe I'm reading too much into things, but I feel like that was one where like the the character after us is kind of a little different than he was before us. Yeah. So I, I, I was like that. Uh, what is your writing process like? <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I haven't written anything for a while either, but I was actually, I actually was, uh, I don't want to say what it was, but I was actually kind of pulling something together the other day. Uh, uh, Tom Waltz is asking me about that. And I was like, Oh yeah, there actually is something I was kind of poking around with. What I would usually do um, is I would write, uh, like an outline or a pitch or something. Um, I mean, usually, you know, like for Transformers or anything where I'm having to send it to somebody to get approval, like, you know, it would basically be a pitch, but I'd like just write it some regular, you know, word or, you know, uh, I think it was, I'd usually use pages uh, at, that, at that time, but, you know, now probably Google Docs or something. Um, but, uh, you know, just kind of write pretty stream of consciousness, not try to stop myself, just write everything to get it down because it's easier for me to edit it. I think it's easier for most people to edit it than it is to get it down the first time. Yeah. So typos, things where I get halfway through a sentence and then decide I don't agree with the first half of the sentence. So I, I'm like, and then he does this, no, wait, no, he doesn't do that. Or, you know, he's acting this way or no, no, no that's not his personality, you know, like, whatever. Um, then go back and just kind of, you know, clean that up, make it readable, make it something somebody can read. But what I would usually do though, is take that same document, once it got approved, once everything got, got, um, you know, noted up and adjusted, take that same document and then break it into pages. You know, I go, okay, this, this is the part of it that happens on page one, page two, page three. So that way I'm never starting with a blank page again. Like that first time was the only time I have a blank page that I'm been staring at me and making fun of me and telling me I can't fill it, you know, <laughs> like from then on, it's always filled. So, I would, you know, even go through and just kind of, and then I'd kind of, where it made sense, I would, even if I had something in the pitch, I could, I'd break things up and be like, okay, this, this is three panels, you know? So like maybe I'm taking one sentence and, you know, like he, he walks down the street and opens the door. So I had, he walks down the street, enter, you know, return, opens the door, return, you know, and then, you know, just so I kind of keep filling this stuff in. And then um, uh, I usually try to break it down rhythmically into the panels, but sometimes sometimes that would be dependent on the dialogue, right? So sometimes there'd be scenes right after I'd just write the dialogue in and all that kind of stuff. So it was really, um, it's funny because I, I, when I think back, when I think of like, like what, you hear so much about how computers influence art and filmmaking and music and everything. I don't think people talk enough about how it influenced how people write. Because what I just described is like impossible before 1997, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm um and and uh um but i really you know relied on you know like i i, I, I you know i'm definitely not somebody that would just sit down and like sit down at a typewriter and manage to write page one panel one and it's like write the whole thing out i don't know how people did that like that's not how my head works um i mean i think you took a lot of notes you know what i mean i think you had a lot of note cards and stuff right. but i was just you know instead of, instead of shuffling index cards around i, I could just do it all on one yeah. you know one sheet of paper or yeah. one one digital sheet of paper so uh you know that's really my process and just kind of just keep going over it and keep going over it as much as i could um i mean a lot of times realistically uh, you know i i i uh, uh i remember we, i remember i think this was i think this was in an interview i don't think this is something he said to me um but uh, uh, somebody asked Jonathan Hickman, 
when he was writing like all the Avengers stuff, um, uh, like he was writing like two Avengers series, but they weren't, even, they were coming out more than monthly, I think. Uh, the, the Batmobile is just activated behind me. I don't know if, that, if you can hear that. Um, yeah, it is. It's really pretty wild. Uh, but I remember like somebody asking him like what he wanted to do most the next year. And he was like, write a second draft. You know, just because like you get so busy on some of this stuff that it's like, you know, like, like um, it, it is it, it is hard when you're when you're doing that for like a living and, you know, like, and you kind of have to get it done. Um and and not only just that that part of it but the part where the artist is waiting for you you know and you better have you better have something for that artist because they're dependent on you having that and the schedule you know the schedule is dependent but also you know the artist and the colorist getting food on the table you know so all of that responsibility was always weighing on me i can't believe jack has found the loudest thing to do but he has (laughs) (laughs) can you ease off for a little bit kid (laughs) <laughs> uh, is there a difference between working on a prop uh, as an in-house property like x-men or a licensed property like transformers or back to the future um i would say that like the like specifically like transformers and gi joe and and like i mean a lot of, like the a lot of the Hasbro stuff, like most of the stuff that we did when we had the Hasbro universe, like all that yeah. stuff. I'd say that was closer to working on like a, a on, on X-Men or, or whatever than, um, than almost anything else. You know, there's a few other comics that are kind of like that. Uh, you know, like I, I'd say the same thing about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. And again, I think they all have in common, I mean, G.I. Joe, Transformers and Ninja Turtles all have in common that they were comic books basically as long as they were anything. Yeah. Um, so there's kind of, even though it isn't the same people working on it, it is like an institutional knowledge of it. I mean, they're actually, that's not true. Kevin Eastman is still working on Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles, but, <laughs> but other than Kevin, there are, there are, you know, uh, 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 I mean, like at, at, uh, at Hasbro or, you know, like, uh, you know, Nickelodeon has Ninja Turtles now. Uh, so it's not like those people were there then, but, um, uh, you know, where there are other things where like necessarily it's different, where there's there's stuff where it needs to fit in with with um I mean if you're doing something with Star Wars, like everything's canon, so it all has to fit in with, you know, these or you saw a slate of T V shows, like dozen T V shows they have coming out, all the novels they have, all of the movies they have planned that nobody knows about, all the you know, so they all that stuff you know, necessarily goes through a story group where people are looking at it where the transformer stuff was in our universe, you know, we, we didn't, you know, there, there was usually not a mandate of like, here's the thing you have to do. We do stuff like it was like special, like dark Cybertron where we were working with them, but that was like a, an intentional thing. Um, so uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I do think on the transformer side, it was, it was remarkably close. I, I, I no real discernible differences, except that like the ultimate arbitrator, when it was something about, x-men when i was at marvel was joe casada and then at, at on, on transformers it was you know michael kelly at, at hasbro both of them were you know reasonable people who understood story and understood the characters you know so it wasn't yeah it wasn't a problem you know um what are the uh responsibilities of an editor-in-chief well that honestly changed a lot about 12 months ago, at least for me. 
you know, I mean, I, th I think it's one of those jobs that's, that's different, you know, probably different everywhere. You know, every editor-in-chief, I'm sure, is in, in a different situation. Um, but, you know, I mean, I got into comics for the spreadsheets. Um, and it's, no, I'm just kidding. But it's, it was been a check. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Now he's got a, now he's got the bus here, that's a friction-powered bus. Um, uh, okay, buddy. You can go do it over there. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I don't know if this helps. Um, uh, I, uh, a lot of it, you know, a lot of it, like when, 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 you know, the offices closed down, when Diamond shut down for a couple months, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, having to adjust schedules and, and, and work, you know, work, work on things. A lot of, um, a lot of you know personnel you know management when people were furloughed and even getting laid off and um you know that that was all super rough you know obviously i mean it was rougher for other people than it was for me don't i'm not better I, I don't mean that but like um uh i i feel like right now a lot of what i do is work with uh with licensors and kind of you know try to plan out future stuff future projects um you know and then kind of work work with our editors who are working with you know the creators and the licensors um but you know kind of trying to work on stuff on a macro level and kind of see here's you know here's the three or four year plan for what we're gonna what we want to do with you know with transformers or gi joe or star wars or whatever kind of look at like here's here's the big goals of what we want to try to do here's here's how long we have the deal and here's where we need to start thinking about you know, when we need to start renewing stuff and getting everybody involved in that. And, and, you know, because that's not my department, you know, like I don't write contracts, <laughs> um, but, but, you know, figuring out all the financial stuff, you know, it, like it, there wind up, there, there's, um, there's wound up being a lot more of the technical end of stuff than I think there was, um, you know, two or two years ago or two and a half years ago, where I think a lot more of that was the pure creative planning of the stuff. Um, yeah, uh, it's good. I mean, we have a lot of great you know, partners and licensors and stuff. So it's not like it's a, some slog or something either, you know, uh, getting out there talking to everybody. But, um, you know, winds up being a, a, a bizarre amount of meetings. And then there's the actual the part that the, the part that nobody uh, you know necessarily thinks about is there's just there's the regular parts of regular management that you've got a staff of like you know, a, a, a 10 or 12 people, um, you know, and, and just kind of going, you know, 10 or 12 people, you know, who are all going through a thing that in 10,000 years of human history, nobody has had to do, you know, before this year. And, it, and it's affecting everybody differently, but it affects everybody. You know, so there's some people I know that are, you know, stuck at home by themselves and have basically been by themselves for like 12 months, you know. And there's other people, uh, you know, like myself, who who don't who don't have 45 minutes to get on a call you know by themselves right like you know <laughs> yeah. um uh, and it's great don't get me wrong i love jack i mean I, i'm joking about anything that i say about that obviously i love my kids um <laughs> but 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 you know i mean all, all that stuff you know trying to make sure everybody's okay you know like you know not only you know it's, it's tough for all the immediate staff and the immediate management stuff but like we work with freelancers all over the world and on the one hand, you could be like, well, freelancer artists are already working at home. They're already, you know, used to, uh, you know, used to some degree to weird loneliness of like sitting there and writing something by yourself or drawing something by yourself or coloring something by yourself. Um, but you also want to make sure everybody's OK. You know, like this is this is a much more enforced version of that. And there have been times where people have 
you know, it's been super rough for people. So you just want to get on there and talk and make sure everybody's okay. You know, yeah. do your best, do do what you can. Uh, you know, I feel like we've been, you know, pretty lucky. Like there hasn't been, there haven't been the number of tragedies there could have been, you know, uh, um, around, uh, around us. So I'm, I'm really happy with that, but it's still, it's, it's, it was a rough year for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people lost work at different places. Um, we definitely didn't know what the future was going to hold a year ago. And it turned out, it, uh, it, it, like in terms of sales and stuff, it, it's been great. You know, like it's been weird because people are stuck at home and they want to read stuff. So no complaints there. You know, like that part turned out fine. It's But it's the personal toll that, you know, you worry about and that you want to make sure, you know, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that was the answer you could have possibly expected, but that's kind of just, it, it, it's been weird. You know, it's been, a, it's been a weird time to be doing this kind of job. Um, I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm way behind. There's so many people I owe so many emails to, and there's only, you know, so many hours you can, you can go on things because yeah. it, you know, at one thirty, whatever I'm in, whatever meeting I'm in, I got to go, got to go get the kid. You know, you're, I, I, I barely, I was rushing in here coming in, you know, having just grabbed the kid because my wife is a scientist. She doesn't have, the luxury of being at home. We don't have a lab here, right? Yeah, she's... <laughs> <laughs> Boom in the background. Right. Yeah, right, right. So, it's not, I, wish, I wish it was like a hammer horror movie and we did have a lab, you know. <laughs> a laboratory. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so the other question we have here is uh, what are you currently working on that doesn't violate NDAs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like pretty well allowed to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't tell us, that's cool. We're not gonna. What are we? Um, what's the most? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, like as a company, you know, I mean, we've got like, I, like I, I obviously can't talk about that much. We're definitely, you know, the the market for comics is always shifting. So, you know, I think we're looking you know, probably do more. I mean, I, I think this is public. IDW as a company is looking to do more original properties, more original stuff. Uh, more stuff in, in like graphic novels, especially for kids. Um, you know, I, I think that's the thing a lot of people want to do. Um, so, you know, can't specifically talk about that, but there might be some sequels to some of the stuff that's already come out that, you know, that we're in, in, in talks with that might be people that are, you know, um, you know, people, you, people, people, your listeners might like, your viewers might like, um, you know, personally, uh, uh, on like personal projects, I, uh, um there's a couple like kind of creator own things that I've, I've i've wanted to work on we kind of got kind of far on a, on a couple of them but uh uh for whatever reason things have gotten you know waylaid um i don't, I don't no, nobody knows I, I did start writing something uh, fairly recently that that might see the light of day that that isn't creator owned that might um uh, might might make its way out soon, um, but uh, uh, I can't really. Yeah, That's no, fair. it's not an NDA, but I can't really talk about it because I've okay. talked about it with, with most people. Um, <laughs> there's uh, two questions here. What is your editing process like? And do you have a favorite comic that you've worked on? Hmm. Um, the editing process is always different depending on the people involved. You know, uh, uh, there, there. You know, when I was working on Wolverine, there was, I, like, without getting too specific, there, there was a, you know, there was a, there was like one writer who. I knew if I if I saw like a problem in the stories that he would have, um, and I told him it, 
like he would not because he was a jerk or anything, but he would just kind of react like uh, he would be a little defensive about it. So I knew I'd have to kind of go into conversations, and, like ask questions so he could think of the thing, you know, yeah. like, oh, it's really interesting you're doing that. Did you? So it's going to happen. This is going to happen. He's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Well, maybe we should do this instead. I'm like, hmm, eh, I like that. <laughs> not that I was like tricking. Right. Not that I was like tricking him or like playing it or anything, but it was like, like, like I know he's going to figure it out. I know he, you know, it, 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 he's going to, he's going to work it out. It's going to work out. Uh, yeah, there's another writer that would just sometimes you just have to call me, and be like, hey, does this sound good? And like walk me through the scene that sounded great, and I just be like, oh, yes, of course. Well, here, I can say this one because I was purely positive. Yes, of course, Jason Aaron. That was a very well-written scene. Uh, you know, like it wasn't, you know, but it was, you know, like, it, it was funny how different, different, uh, different people would, would work differently. Um, uh, you know, so like, I, I, I think the most, you know, the, the important thing is like trying to get the, trying to, trying to make the comic the most like the comic that it is, right? Like not try to turn it into something else, but try to figure out what is this and how do we make sure that it stays what it is and becomes what it is and doesn't get, doesn't get smashed into something else. And there are horror stories sometimes, you know, of like things of like one person involved in it wants something and somebody else wants something that is going in a totally different direction. And, there's no way to not have something get smashed, you know, whether it's a uh, the company wants a, a story going one way and the writer wants it something or the artist wants something and the writers, you know, wants to do something else or whatever. You know, the, the, it, it doesn't always have to be it's not always like the bi big business crushing down on somebody. It can just be two personalities. Um, sometimes great stuff can come out of that, you know, like a, a, out of the compromise between it. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, you know, so you try to you know mitigate that stuff. You know, when it comes to art, I always try. You know, I try to look at the stuff. Try to you know try try to be clear. Try to make things. I, I I always try to think on a level where like when you're reading a comic, you, you you don't want even if something even if somebody could sit there and figure out how to read something, you don't want to have to have them have to do the mental gymnastics about it. You want them concentrating on the story and concentrating on the art. Uh, that doesn't say you can't do cool, complicated things. And sometimes the form is this thing you're trying to get across, you know, so that's maybe a little bit of a different story. Um, but like, 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 you just, like a simple example is if you do, if you have a panel, um, you read basically in, a, in Western reading, you know, the opposite for manga, but in, in Western stuff, you read from the, from, am I mirrored here? You read from the upper left to the lower right, right? Um, basically on a, on a, on a panel. So if you have a, a word balloon on the, you know, top on one side and the bottom, you know, on the other side, you are reading left to right. So you read this one first, you're reading top to bottom, unless you're doing something that makes it really clear, like, you know, fix it, you know, like switch it. So, so it isn't like that. Um, but a lot of that, like, it isn't just lettering placement. It's also just the way somebody lays things out. So sometimes it's like, Hey, why don't you, you know, move this here? That kind of stuff. Um, so I don't know, you know, but, but you, I, you know, you try to let the, you can't go into it with a bunch of rules, you know, I mean, like I used to work on stuff that like Brian Bendis wrote and he'd put like 18 word balloons in a panel and you shouldn't do that. But people are there for those 18 word balloons. You know, they're like, that's not why, you know, like he, they're one, they're good. B, you know, two, they're, 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 they're like, that's the reason people are reading it. You don't want to have a Brian Michael Bendis comic, and, you know, especially when it was like, you know, you don't want to have a Brian Michael Bendis comic that doesn't read like a Brian Michael Bendis comic. You know, that's why, you know, that's why people are there. You don't want to fight him about that. 
Um, so, you know, I learned that lesson of like, you know, not that I ever tried to fight him, but I mean, like you learn that lesson of like, let the personality come through, let the thing have a, have a, have a feel to it. Um, my favorite comics, these are probably at like such diametrical opposites. Um, you probably morally and ethically, and I don't even know how everything holds up, but like, uh, uh, probably my two favorite, I don't know. There's so many other ones that I really <laughs> love. So, but, uh, uh, kick-ass. Uh, with uh, uh, Mark Miller, John Romita Jr., Tom Palmer, and Dean White, Chris Odiopoulos, and then um, Gem and the Holograms uh, <laughs> with Kelly Thompson, Sophie Campbell, then um, uh, Jen, uh, Jen Bartell, everybody that worked on that book. Um, uh, those are probably my two, like just two two favorites that I got to work on. I, I was so happy with how they turned out. They were kind of both in like these, you know, very different places, both in terms of like the how well known the creators were at the time it was going on, how you know, how 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 those comics presented themselves, uh, what era they were coming out in. Um but um yeah, those are probably those are two of my favorites. There's a lot of other ones I like though. <laughs> um do you uh we met you at conventions. Do you enjoy going to conventions or is that sort of part of the job that you feel you have to do? No, I you um <laughs> especially when it comes to like San Diego, like you know, SDCC, I don't like the week before the convention because that's when there's like all this like stuff you have to get done, all this pressure of stuff you have to have worked out, all these panels, you have to get all the slides in. And there's always something that's going wrong of like some approval for some slide and some panel that somebody needs to give you so you can get the thing that gets somewhere else. And like, that's always so stressful. And it makes me think I don't like the, the convention. Um, and then once I'm there, I'm like, oh, I'm back. You know, this is it. And then when it's all over, there's like the, uh, well, oh, what happens? We have to go back to real life. Like, yeah. it's horrible. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I was going to, I mean, I've, I've been going to San Diego Comic-Con since, I mean, since since before the convention center was there. I mean, I went to the old convention center. Um, I mean, the first, you know, my old man barber story, the first, I think the first SDCC I went with uh, my my now uh, actual, actually, uh, was a totally bizarre story but now my now uh stepbrother chris Bayaki, he and i went there and i remember like our, our, my parents dropped us off in the morning walked up bought our tickets went into san diego comic-con at the end of the day my parents came to pick us up and we were like hey can you um you maybe you guys could go to dinner and then just like pick us up later uh so we can go see the premiere of this uh this movie that we want to see called akira and uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, uh so that was that was like my first or second comic-con uh so i love it yeah no i do love it i love going to i love going to conventions in different places too you know like uh i, I like i've definitely been so lucky to get to go around the world because of some of this stuff and yeah i remember we don't when andrew griffith livio remandelli and i were standing on the great wall of china saying transformers got us here like can you believe that <laughs> Can you believe if you were going to tell your, yourself when you were a kid or yourself a year ago that this is happening? You know, yeah. um, you know, I would have never thought that. So, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, no, I love conventions. I love and I love meeting the fans and seeing everybody. And it's also like it's things can get so negative online and so awful, and people are so terrible. But then you go to um, you go to a convention and and it's not like that. You know, most of the time there are some a couple but 
I'm sorry. I'm saying it. Maybe I'm saying it from position privilege, but there are also so many people that come up that are just so super nice, and that's what I always walk away from conventions thinking. Not the, not the, you know, it's meeting people like you. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't know you without conventions. Of course, I like conventions. Or <laughs> <laughs> proof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is there something that goes on at conventions? I mean, we, we go there as you know, we're the public. You're more the. Is there stuff that goes on behind the scenes that the public doesn't see or? You know, are meetings being held and big decisions yeah. being made or is this just <laughs> um yes and no yeah i mean yes in that like at new york comic-con or at at san diego like everybody's there so you know i'll go we'll go have a meeting with like cbs maybe you know or like while we're out in new york at the new york comic-con we'll go to the nickelodeon you know headquarters at the viacom building you know or whatever you know like 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 I don't know if there's like big secret stuff going on, but like we're there. So we'll go and meet, you know, we'll, we'll go and meet people. Um, you know, we'll have meetings with like Diamond or something, you know, the, the stuff that's like not glamorous, but just like, okay, we'll, you know, we'll all go and talk to the, our Diamond reps and everything. So there's that kind of stuff. Um, I, there'd be, you know, there are these sort of industry parties. Uh, I think there was probably a time when I was young that I lived or younger when I, when I lived for, going to convention parties and everything else is just the stuff I did in between those things. Um, that is certainly not my life now. That is certainly not a thing I like doing. Um, uh, uh, not that I don't like, you know, seeing everybody, but it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you're I'm not, not going out and getting, getting crazy at a party. Person, right? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, we hear that's where everything uh, really happens is at Viracon. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of overblown. You do, that is, you know, that, that, um, I, I, yeah, no. Um, so, no, I mean, no, really. I mean, the one, I mean, you know, there are a couple events that I, people go to, but a lot of it's, a lot of it, especially at like big conventions, it gets so showbiz, I guess now, you know what I mean? Like it's a different, it was, it was, you know, it was different even, you know, 10 years ago yeah. or 15 years ago, especially maybe that, you know, when, when like you know what the, the cool party wasn't the i don't know like stuff i never go to like the entertainment weekly party or something i don't know how people get invited to that i don't know <laughs> uh, you know um uh you know you know i feel like there are these ones i, I guess there must be ones where like they're like actual like movie stars and celebrities walking around and that's not that's not really my scene <laughs> uh do you have a favorite convention or is it san diego comic-con or yeah yeah that's i mean that's my like it's it, it's absurd because it's so big but that's that's my local convention that's yeah. you know that's, that's even when i was in anaheim that was still the one that was like 90 minutes away you know so i, I, I you could go down and that you know that that was yeah, that was always the one um i do like WonderCon because it's um it is in anaheim so i get to you know i'll, I'll go there i'll usually stay like at my dad's house you know for a couple of days after or something like that kind of stuff or at least get to see him and everything back when you could see people um uh and then uh you know new york comic-con for kind of the same reasons I, you know, I lived in new york for a long time it's nice to go back there that's a uh, um I, you know I, I i i like being back in new york but um yeah so i don't know there, there's so many other good ones too tommy lee edwards puts on some good shows in north carolina and, and the, the, the people he works with my friend but like the other people he works with there yeah there, there, there's so many good shows that i'm not mentioning i'm, I'm picking the big pop <laughs> it's like i don't know uh, i don't know what that's like it's uh, you know what's your 
you know, what, what's your favorite band and just picking the whatever's number one on the top 40 list right now. You know, like, I, I feel like that was a, that, that wasn't a cool answer. I should have had a, I should have, I should have had a better answer. That's okay. That's all right. You know, we're not judging you. Um, so there's sort of, I, I, and maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but there seems to me that there's like two sides of the comic book industry. There's sort of the mainstream and then there's the independents. And there's, you know, and I, I would imagine most independents want to have a, main be in the mainstream you know what i mean you know because some yeah well i mean you can yeah. try to live from kickstarter to kickstarter or you could have yeah. like a regular you know i guess more of a regular uh, life <laughs> um, <laughs> um do you have any advice for people that are trying to go from one to the other um yeah Sorry, my wife's asking me about dinner. Um, <laughs> about this call. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. The landscape of comics has really, you know, really, really changed. And I think, uh, um, so when I when I got my start, right when I was when I was telling you, and you know, I was working on web comics, I I, uh, I was one of the first artists to work on the site called ModernTales.com, and Modern Tales was like the it was a like the first like professional webcomic site, like everybody got paid. It was like a subscription model. Uh, Jim Zub came from there. Um, uh, you know, he and I knew each other back back then. This, is, this was like 2001 or so, 2002. Um, and and uh, there's a spinoff site on it that uh, Leah Hernandez, I think, edited called girl o And on there, there was this, this uh, indie comic uh, called Smile by Raina Telgemeier that was a, uh, uh, you know, like it was, you know, this comic that was, you know, like an alternative comic. And then somebody somewhere looked at that and realized, no, it's not an alternative comic. That's a mainstream comic for kids. And that's, you know, the, I mean, Raina Telgemeier is the biggest star and, you know, kids, kids, graphic novels, I was gonna say kids, graphic novels, maybe kids literature. Um, you know, everybody, my daughter's age has read all the stuff, you know, um, and that, like that world, the way that world of like OGNs, you know, is really blowing up uh, uh, or has blown up, creates this like totally different world um, where there isn't like one mainstream to go to. You know what I mean? Like it isn't like, okay, I'm starting out doing doing my, my own comics and then I go over to this and I go to work on, you know, Batman or, or Justice League or, or uh, Transformers or whatever there's also this way you just go and you, you just you're like no i'm gonna, I'm gonna do these you know uh, do do graphic novels and um that attracts a lot of you know creators from um you know from the middle grade book space and from the middle or from and from ya book space you know from like 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 uh, prose space um but it also brings in a lot of people who are just like like brand new or you know kind of just coming up and and whose stories kind of fit more into that mold, you know, in, in, into you know, a place that's like maybe more aimed at kids or aimed at young adults or something. Um, so like, that's a real big change in terms of like, you know, in terms of what those stories are and what the, you know, like, like that is a real mainstream that exists in, in like actual, like, like mainstream, mainstream publisher, you know, from the big, the big book publishers that have been around a hundred years or whatever. Um, so yeah yeah but but that is like 
So uh, one, I guess, first thing is like, look at what you do and see where you fit in more. If you're trying to move out of what you're doing, like, like that would be my advice is like, don't, you know, d don't try to ram your head against um, a thing that where, where, where there might be just, there might be a simpler, a simpler thing that's more like what you want to do maybe um, in either way. You know what I mean? Like, like there are also people who are like, no, just, I want to write Wolverine like that. Great. You know, like I love wolf, reading Wolverine, so I'm happy somebody wants to write it. You know, you know, like, and that's more. I mean, honestly, it's probably you know, I, I, I mean, no disrespect to either side of that when I say that, because I, I, hopefully, clearly, I love that. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, uh, um, you know, look, look at those markets. I mean, there are also people, you know, for like Kickstarter is like way more way more viable a way of living than I think people would have guessed at some point, you know, they're, they're just like that, that being out there, like they're, they're, you, you can get into a fandom and get it, or you're surround yourself, you know, where, where you're not, you're not having to share a piece of it places. You know, I, I think the world of like the old indie comics that I grew up with in the nineties and the early nineties, you know, when it was like self-publishing stuff, you know, when there are all these like black and white indies coming out, like that's gone. Like that's that's been gone since the '90s, really, um, and it's probably going to be more gone in the years to come. But that same stuff can exist, you know, in different in different locations. You know, what I mean, like that specific outlet is gone, but that doesn't mean the comics or the stories behind there are gone. That just means that you know you, you find this other way of, of of doing it. And I think that that ability to reach the to reach the readers directly is important. Um, I mean, the other, but, but, uh, but like in terms of like just flat out practical advice, if you're trying to break into mainstream stuff, what I would recommend doing is, you know, like look in, look in the comics that you like, find the editor's names, you know, especially find the editors of the comic. If there's somebody that you're like, oh, this person edits a lot of stuff that is like the kind of stuff I like, um, you know, and, and, and at a wide you know, range of publishers, you know, like, 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 I, mean, I would say is try to do this, you know, everywhere if you can. Um, and like, send your stuff to them you know like like you're, if you're doing physical comics like uh uh the address of the publisher is usually in the comic um uh, it's again it's weird in covid year mm -hmm. because a lot of the stuff is is just by the nature of shipping is going to wind up sitting in a warehouse you know it might have been sitting there for a year um like i just I actually just went back to my office and found that somebody had sent me a friend of mine had sent me something and like i didn't know it and it had been there since i don't know when um but uh uh but in normal times, like, you know, you send stuff to them. Don't send the same stuff over and over again. Like, don't act like if you're doing like a, a comic and you've got like three issues done, don't send them those same three issues. But do send the next three issues, you know, like, like, because even if you don't hear from somebody, that stuff still winds up with them and they might, they might check it out and they, and they might read the next, you know, they might have read it and they might read the next thing and they might see, well, this is, this is better. Or, you know, or the next, you know, if you're not doing issues, if you're doing books, you know, send the next book or, you know, send a letter and see if you, you know, or, or, or if you can, you know, figure if you know their email address, if you you know find it online or, or whatever, um, you know, see if you can send them, you know, send them links and uh, just keep updating people. Even I know sometimes it's like just firing into the abyss, but sometimes there's things that like hit at that right time. Right. And I always remember the story. This is another Brian Bendis story that he used to tell that he the first time he went into the Marvel offices, David Mack brought him up there to did Kabuki and David was doing some stuff at Marvel at that time. Then Brian is just this indie comics guy. Um, and, and Brian went into, uh, went into Tom Revort's office and saw this like stack of stuff. 
And somewhere in there, Brian saw the comic that he sent Tom Brevoort like a year earlier. Uh-huh. And Brian was like, oh, he didn't throw it out. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> he was like, oh, you know, no, you know, he's like, it's on his desk. Um, you know, and, and, and that's I mean, that's like the, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, like the line from Ed Wood where they're like, uh, it's the wor- worst movie you ever saw. Well, the next one will be better. You know, like, like, <laughs> there's, there's part of that, the, uh, the, 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 you know, hopefulness of, of it. But like the. Uh, just the reality of like, no, it was sitting there for a while. And it, t- it turned out it worked out for Brian. You know, it, um, a lot of luck gets involved, you know, and there's a lot of like s- circumstance, sometimes like like kind of lousy circumstance, you know. Uh, um, it's not like it's not like everything's fair. Uh, but what I would say to do is to try to maximize your position to be in when if so, if you do get a lucky break for making that lucky break pay off and that that stuff like being as good as you can, you know, uh, uh you know, uh, 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 I mean, that's never going to hurt. Or hopefully that doesn't hurt. Um, being too true good. to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. you're too good, John. I get a lot of that. I get a lot of, like, John, you're just too I'm good. I'm sure you do, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no. Uh, um, but, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty rambly advice, but but that's... Uh, okay. It's a rambly world right now. There's a lot of, a lot of the both in terms of like just the the the, the last year but also in, in terms of just the way comics have shifted got to open the connect four uh in the way the way comics have shifted like a lot of the rules are being rewritten as we go you know right. so uh yeah where do you see the future of comics then have you see it be uh, you know i assume you like printed comics but you also see a digital do you see a hybrid kind of existence or um uh <laughs> yeah I, I, I think um, I think uh, yeah I, I, digital comics were really blowing up and then I think some of the circumstances of the business of things kind of slowed things down a little bit to be honest um, but I do think it is a way like it's become a, you know it is a more common way that people access this stuff you know and 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 that uh, and certainly a way for like I mean for myself from like the web comics point of view of like a, a way that normal people can can make comics you know without losing their without losing money on it or losing more, more money than they have to. Yeah, that's not saying um, they're all profitable. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. I mean, I used to, I, I, my, the table that my microwave sat on for years was boxes of unsold comics. Um, but, uh, um, yeah. So, you know, I, uh, I, I think going into, you know, I mean, I, I think the content, like there's a, uh, there's a graphic novel boom in comics in, in, in publishing right now. And like any boom, eventually that's going to fade out a little bit, you know, or, you know, I don't know if it's going to pop, but it's not going to sustain it like a little, a feeding frenzy level for, for decades and decades. But I think when it does go away, it's going to go, you know, or when that, when that boom goes away, I mean, graphic novels aren't, you know, like they're here to stay. And I think the generation, the generation of kids that like my daughter, who's like seven years older than my son, um, like that generation doesn't see a difference between comics and regular prose the way we probably did or the way I did anyway um even though I love both you know but like they can they they switch between the two and I and I think that that's going to be a big part of it um I think that's going to be a part of it even in general of like people I feel like when I was a kid uh, and and even you know 15 years ago ish 20 you know up to like maybe 10 years ago um you had people that read comics and you had people that didn't and now I think there's 
there's a lot more maybe sorry there are exceptions and i would say transformers is kind of an exception where you had people that were into transformers who would read transformers comics and didn't have an interest in other comics but they would read transformers and i think there's a lot more of that happening i think there's a lot more of people that like i don't you know they don't have a positive or negative opinion about comics they're not going to go read every comic you know you're like oh this is a you see so you tell them hey you know what the best comic is right now they're like i don't i don't really care i just want to read yeah. the best thing in the genres i like you know well, okay well here's a good crime story or here's a good you know transformer stories you know whatever um uh so i i i i think there'll be more of that um and then i also i also you know like a year ago if you were to ask me how's the direct market going to look i'd be like the hope okay um <laughs> Honestly, now I, I, my my outlook on how the direct market is going to look is pretty rosy. You know, like I, 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 I think it's going through a transitionary period, but I do think there'll be a, I, I, I think walking out of it with a world where walking out of it being COVID, uh, walking out of this with a, in it, with a world where there are comic book stores and there are stores that are selling, you know, comics and related stuff, uh, you know, games or or you know uh, uh, uh funko pops yes. right um uh um but i but i you know like i i i think that's i don't think that's i thought there was a real danger of that not making it a year ago and i don't feel that way now you know we like idw I, I in the history of idw our three best-selling direct market comics have come out in the last six months hmm. um like ever you know and, and and that's wild um so uh you know so people you know people still love this stuff and they love they, you know uh, you know so yeah no i uh so i think it'll be I, I i just think comics will have a wider range of places they can be um digital bookstore book or bookseller you know right. um specialty shops um and i think we'll find new places you know i'm sure somebody's going to come up with something that's like another place you can get them that we haven't you know piece together yet but um i just think with i i just don't i i i i feel like what i was trying to get i guess like was it like there i don't know if stigma is the right word because i think that's been gone for a long time but there used to be a thing of like oh comics are for this you know oh that's for certain people nothing wrong with it but that's but now i don't think that exists i think it's like you know oh sure i'll read a comic if you tell me it's good okay if it's if it's good and it's within my interests yes i'll i'll, I'll check it out i feel like that's more of a prevalent the prevalent feeling these days. Yeah. Um, do if you do you have a uh, do you have any sorry, have you had any aspirations outside of comic books? Um. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was interesting working on the tiny bit of like film stuff that never went anywhere that I did where uh, it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is kind of neat. And then it's like, oh, you know, I don't care what the notes of the assistant of this well-known actor are, you know? Uh, and it was kind of like, a, oh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the, the shine is off that a little bit. And, and, you know, somebody explaining to me at one point that like, when you have these big, you have these like Hollywood screenwriters that get paid a lot, they're not getting paid because they write that much. They're getting paid because director x is going to yell at them for four months and they're the ones that are going to take it um you know and, and, and i'm like oh okay that's maybe less glamorous than i always dreamed it would be but that was i mean comics were always a thing i really loved um 
You know, honestly, the weird one for me is um, in the last like four years, I started playing video games. You know, so I decided to wait till I was in my forties and had you know had 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 kids to start you know getting serious into, into video games. Um, and and I really dove into it, and I was like fascinated because it was like a medium I just didn't know about, you know. And I learned a lot about the history, you know, like I, like not only do I like playing them, but I like uh, listening to podcasts and watching videos about like the history of the medium and like where all this stuff came from and who these you know who who all these 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 figures were yeah. and i think there's a lot of really interesting storytelling being done especially in like the indie video game scene um uh-huh. uh you know yeah i mean like i was i was uh, uh I, I was actually i was, I was walking with the dog and i looked at my phone and i was uh um uh uh uh, uh oh god what's the game they just announced a sequel to it at uh, the nintendo indie worlds thing um um uh, oxen free. I was like, oh, there's gonna be an oxen free too. You know, I was like so excited. I, 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 I was, I was telling my dog that. You know, she didn't really care. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, and even even on like the AAA, you know, game game front. I mean, like I, I think if you if you'd have told me at some point in my life that like my favorite Spider-Man story in a year would have been a, a video game, I would have been like, no way. You know, and maybe it wasn't because Spider Verse came out that year too. But like, yeah inches away from that being like my yeah. you know the, the best spider-man story that year um but uh uh yeah yeah so uh, like i don't know anything about programming you know like like, like that's like this is like a pipe dream it's like one of those things of like oh i could just go film a movie you know no john <laughs> <laughs> um but there, there there's that part where like that there, there's so much interesting potential there and so much stuff that's going on right now that i like it reminds in a weird way it reminds me of like the comics that I got into like in the, in the nineties, in the early nineties, like the indie comics that I got into in the nineties, not the, I mean, I loved uh, Liefeld and, and Jim Lee and all that, but it, the, 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 the indie stuff that was like, really like, this is, you know, here's some experimental and, you know, thing. And maybe it doesn't quite all add up into a permanent classic. That's going to be there forever, but there's something so cool about it and so much, you see, it's just it's on the cusp, or it's on something new. You know, it's on this tack of there being something new that um, that I get really excited about with a lot of that stuff. So that's maybe maybe that maybe that maybe that would be the thing that I would have some aspiration for. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a uh, if you haven't already worked on it? Do you have a dream comic that you wish you could have worked on? You know, the comic I would love to write, the existing comic that I would love to write. I mean, uh, uh, there's. You know, create our own stuff, like new, new, new stuff that I'm developing or that I would develop. Like that's always been a big thing that I've never really done. I mean, I did, I did when I was doing web comics. Like it was all my own stuff, but then yeah. it, you know, it's gotten way like other stuff. But so that aside, Fantastic Four. Um, I, I, I love Fantastic Four. I'd, I'd love to love to get a chance to, to work on that. Um, um, I think there's good. You know, like that's not. Uh, um, to be clear, that isn't a me looking at fantastic four right now and being like i could do better you know like, it's <laughs> no, not just, it's not yeah. that, yeah. that 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 uh the other weird one and i, I don't even know I, the other weird one for me is blackhawk the uh the dc uh uh the world war ii aviation series that uh, I, I, is that are you picking up that talking chicken um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Blackhawk's like another one that I've always, I've, I've always really loved, and I think it'd be, I think there'd be some. Thank you, Jack. I think there'd be some some cool stuff to do. Uh, have you uh, won any awards as a writer or editor or anything like that? Oh God, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I. Um, 
Old Man Logan was nominated for an Eisner, you know, and I like I edited that. Like I don't not to take credit for that, yeah, but like no. you know, like like at all. But um you know, I remember that being like the uh Jack please. <laughs> I remember that being the uh, I remember that being like uh, I actually remember talking to uh, Mark Miller, you know, like uh like that was like one of the first things I got nominated for. I remember him sending me, uh, yeah, no, I, I, um, you know, it, it's no, I mean, I, I think I, I mean, I want, you know, they're, 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 uh, I've got like, you know, sorry, I, I say no, I mean, there are no grand, no Eisner, no, no, um, uh, no, no, no big stuff. I mean, I, I, Transformers Hall of Fame was a pretty big honor, you know, what I mean, like, I can't, I'm not sneezing yeah. at anything like that, or even, you know, getting like the, you know, transmissions podcast or something, you know, like, like, you know, like, like those, you know, the ones that you don't get trophies for, but like, that means a lot when, whenever anybody, you know, reads the stuff and likes it. it. It's, I heard somebody say this on a podcast. I can't remember who said it on what podcast, but it was like, uh, when somebody sees a thing you like and they say, we like that so much, we want to give you an award. That's just a nice thing. You know, like there's, you know, like, like that, uh, that is nice. So, but so no, anyone's like a super honor. It's super cool to, to get that. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Hall it, of Fame, sorry. The Hall of Fame was the biggest one. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, that wasn't what I was thinking of, but that's still, yeah. that's a big honor. Um, if somebody wanted to follow you, do you have a way for them to do that? Are you on the socials or, or are you just I am rather... technically... <laughs> I am technically on Twitter as at the John Barber. Um, I do go on and like check Twitter, but I really don't use it very much because I, I mean, there's parts of Twitter that are great and parts of like, parts of like being able to find, you know, new creators and, you know, have a, a voice. <laughs> Sorry. When you say have a voice to the voiceless, that has both positive and negative connotations. Mm -hmm. Some now. people shouldn't talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, so yeah, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't do too much on there. Every once in a while there'll be, you know, something I, I feel like I have to jump in on, but um, whenever uh, there's a paralyzing time of like, whenever I go on there and want to promote like my Transformers comics, some tragedy would happen. And I'd just be like, wow, well, you know, I, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, that's not important then, is yeah. it? And but it just like let it get to me. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's the closest thing to anything. I'm, I'm on like it, like I, I literally haven't checked Facebook in a long time. So if anybody messaged me on Facebook, I, I haven't looked in a couple of years. So sorry. That's All right. So I really want to thank you for taking the time, you and Jack, for being on the show. And uh, this is hey. <laughs> He needs a haircut. That's what this uh, is all about. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get the haircut until they were four, I think. <laughs> like really long. All right. Yeah, yeah we're, we're on our way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks good on you. Yeah, yeah he still has Long hair looks good. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know it's a Friday night and you're probably at other things to do, but I do appreciate you taking nah, the time. I loved it. Thanks for having me. And yeah. I really appreciate I really appreciate the chance. Okay, thanks. great. Thanks. So until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And this has been On the Air with Power Squared. Uh -huh.